0: I can't wait for you to experience the magic of this beautiful gratitude journal for mothers. You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, episode 194 When Motherhood Feels Joyless. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30 minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. If you've ever felt lost, overwhelmed, or joyless as a mother, today's episode with one of my motherhood heroes is for you. Kelly Jensen and I discuss how to rekindle your love of motherhood by more fully owning who you are and breathing that into everything you do, including being a mom. This episode originally aired in 2018, and it's one of my all-time favorites, At the beginning of the episode, you'll hear me read a very honest and vulnerable email that I wrote to Kelly in a time of desperation. Her perspective and encouragement was just what I needed at the time, and I have a feeling some of you listening might need this too. I am so passionate about the topic of rekindling or finding the joy in your motherhood that it's actually the focus of a new mini course that I have made just for you and that I am so excited to announce for the first time today. This course is completely free, and I titled it, How to Love Motherhood as Much as You Love Your Children, because if you are anything like me, you know that you love your children deeply and unconditionally, but you aren't sure that you love motherhood all the time, which makes sense because motherhood can be so intense and demanding. During this week-long email course, I will send you one tool each day that will help you recapture your joy in even the very hardest seasons of motherhood. I have used these tools to get me through some of my lowest lows, and each lesson will take you less than 10 minutes to read, and will include a worksheet or a few reflection questions to help you actually apply what you learn each day. You can sign up by going to 3 podcastcom learn, and I will link that in today's show notes. I know that this free course will be a fabulous companion to today's inspiring episode with Kelly Jensen. This episode is the pep talk you need. When motherhood feels joyless. Here we go. I can actually remember the moment when I wrote the email. My kids were little, five and two, and neither of them was in school yet. We spent long days at home, which I tried to fill with meaningful play and outings and play dates, but by about 4 p.m. every day, I was out of ideas and patience My kids are both really strong-willed, and they were always battling, me and each other. And I was just so burned out. And I remember that day, I put them in the bathtub with some toys and bubbles, and I just prayed that they would stay occupied for a few minutes. And I sat outside the door on my bed where I could see them, and I wrote this really heartfelt email to a woman named Kelly Jensen. She's a mother of five whose Instagram I followed and who spoke to my heart through the authenticity and the goodness of her posts. And I'd never reached out to someone on the internet before asking for advice. I was a little embarrassed to do it, but I think I was also a little bit embarrassed to admit to the people in my day-to-day life how unhappy I was at that time as a stay-at-home mom. So I went ahead and sent this email. And I've gone back into my email archives, and I found the email, and I'm going to start today's episode by reading it to you. So this is what I said. Hi, Kelly. Like so many others, I'm so inspired by your Instagram account because it captures the beauty of motherhood. Thank you for making your life public so others can see a living, breathing example of such joy in motherhood. I'm writing because I would love your advice. The truth is, I don't like motherhood and I desperately want to. I start each day with resolve to make it a great day with my kids, but then the fighting, the whining, the everything just crashes down on me, and I find myself yelling at them, so angry and discouraged, so frustrated with them, and so disappointed in myself. I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old, and they are my miracle babies. My son was adopted after years of infertility and adoption disappointments, with birth moms changing their minds after picking us, and my daughter was conceived via IVF. After such a fight to become a mother, I truly thought I would relish every moment. Well, not every moment, but I thought I would love it more than I do, and I thought I would be more patient, loving, and well, just better at it than I am. Perhaps the reason I'm so drawn to your Instagram account is because it tells the story of how I thought motherhood would be. I still have hope that I can create a beautiful, fulfilling life as a stay at home mom, but honestly, most days feel so far from that ideal. I want to know if you have any advice. How do I love motherhood more? Have you ever faced times or phases when you really didn't like it? How did you change your mindset? How do you remind yourself to cherish these little souls even when it's so hard? I feel like your love of motherhood is unique. How can other mothers like me catch a little of your joy? I'm just really grasping for help today, and I thought I would reach out. I know you don't have time to respond to every email, but if you recorded a quick video on this topic and shared it on your feed, I know a lot of moms would benefit. Thank you for sharing your beautiful soul and your precious children with the world. Love, Rachel. So today on the podcast, I'm thrilled to actually have Kelly here with us, the mother who I emailed then and who I've been admiring ever since. And she's going to speak to mothers who may sometimes feel the way that I did when I wrote her that email. I've wanted to have her on the show from the very beginning. So this is a dream come true for me. So Kelly, welcome to 3 and 30.
1: Oh my goodness, Rachel. I just love you so much. I want to jump through my screen and wrap my arms around you right now.
0: That is exactly the vibe that your Instagram gives off is this loving, nurturing. And that's why I felt comfortable emailing you and sharing. And and when I reread that this morning, I was like, wow, that that is heavy. Um, that is a lot. And I'm in a much better place with motherhood now. But what that is so real, the emotions that I shared there. And I know that there are lots of mothers who feel that way. Do you get messages like that a lot from people?
1: I do get messages like that a lot. But I think that I think the thing that is most important is that those messages are all of us. I feel that way at moments in my life, whether even if it's not about motherhood, it's about certain other aspects of my life. I think that there are so many of us that are listening to so many people tell us the way that it should look or the way that it was supposed to look or we have preconceived notions of the way that motherhood was supposed to be and Mm. it's not fulfilling that for us and we wonder if what's wrong with us, what we're doing wrong if we're just not cut out for this. And I don't think that's the case at all. I think the most important thing to remember about that email is that you're completely not alone in any of those feelings. And we're all going to have them at times.
0: Yes, I think that is so true. And you did respond to me back then, which was so kind and oh. and basically said that, you know, that that I wasn't alone and that everybody feels that way at times. And as much as I wanted you to give me like a concrete plan or recipe, right. um, I know you feel really strongly that a woman can't do that for another woman. No. I feel very
1: strongly about that. I really believe that there is no right way to be a mother. We come with so many different strengths and weaknesses and experiences that we're putting into this motherhood. And I think that's the beauty of it and the most important part of it. Because the kids that you have are not the same kids that I have. So they definitely don't need the same mother. They need you, they are Mm. yours. To love and cherish, and they want you. They don't want me. They see you with big hearts in their eyes and they want to be like you. And I think that's Mm. the thing so many mothers forget is that your kids or your husband or your friends or your, they're not looking for this Instagram person. They are simply looking for you and they are written on your heart and they just want a piece of that.
0: Mm -hmm. That is so true. And I love, love that you have that attitude and everything that you ever share really has that message of you do you and you Mm -hmm. are so important just how you are Mm -hmm. and your kids need you just how you are. When I proposed this episode to you and I said, I want the topic to be how to fall in love with motherhood. And you responded and you were like, well, I I." don't really feel comfortable giving like an exact if you do this, this and this, you will fall in love with motherhood because (laughs) that is so, so different for every woman. And so your takeaways today aren't going to be like, concrete action steps. They're more mental shifts or things to think about within your motherhood to find that special recipe for yourself, for your own motherhood.
1: Yes. that's And I so appreciate you allowing me to do that because I wouldn't feel good about it because I would be giving you my ingredients. And I'm totally different, so you would add those in, and your outcome would be something that you still wouldn't be happy with. You have to mm-hmm. ha- use what you've got, and that I really believe that's the only way that it feels fulfilling to you, if that makes sense.
0: T- completely, and oh, I'm I am very glad that I am no longer in that place yeah. that I was in two yeah. and a half years ago, and for me, one of the big pieces in that was that I decided that I wanted to work and mm-hmm. I wanted to do this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I am so much happier mm-hmm. than I was when I was trying so hard to be the stay-at-home mom that right. I that I had always thought that I would want to be. But then sure. when it came to, down to it, I was like, this doesn't fit me. And now that I've found a little bit of a different fit, I'm so much happier and I'm a much happier mom and my kids just adore me for who I am.
1: Yes. And there's so many things I love about what you just said, but number one, it takes courage to just decide that you're going to be different than you thought you'd be. than maybe other people expect you to be, but you, you cannot live your life for somebody else or for what you thought should happen because we're constantly evolving and You taking the opportunity to try something new, it shows that these feelings can be so temporary. If we're just looking and constantly making those shifts and being a little more fluid and not so black and white, then you can come out of it. And and I think that's so important for people to hear, especially people who are where you were when you wrote that email. It's not a forever thing. It is not the way you are. It is simply a place you are right now that you can move through.
0: Yeah. That place is going to be a catalyst for growth. You have to feel, you know, when you feel uncomfortable or you feel pain, that's when you're like, okay, we got to try something different. You know, so it really is, it's a good place to be, even though it's a hard place to be, because it just means that you're growing and you're going to find a different, different groove. I love that. So what are your three takeaways, your three sort of mindset shifts that you would give to a woman to help her kind of find her own recipe for motherhood?
1: Okay. Well, first, the first takeaway I'd like to, to say, and you hear this word all the time, but it's to be intentional. And I think what I want to emphasize with this is be true to yourself. What do you want your motherhood or your womanhood or your wifehood, what do you want that to look like? I think it's so yeah. important to, to think about what we value And write some of those things down and hang them on the wall. I want to be unconditionally loving or I want to criticize less or I want to be really fun. And then when my kids go swimming, I want to be the mom who jumps in the water or Mm -hmm. I want to be more confident. I want to show my children that they shouldn't be scared, that they can do it. You know, whatever those things that you value in somebody else or that you think kind of fills you up or inspires you, those are things that you want to think about filling your life up with. It cannot be, I want my children to not fight. You have no control over the way someone responds to you. You can only control the way that you are and the values and priorities that you have. You might decide you're going to love unconditionally and one of your kids is going to push your buttons to the absolute (laughs) limit. And you want to to back off that and say, guess what? There is a condition here. (laughs) If you're going to tantrum for that long, that that is where I end. But if you concentrate on your values and you be really intentional, it does not matter what is going on around you in your life. You can continue to be that. So let me give you an example. So for instance, I took all of last year off on speaking engagements except for church stuff. And I did that because the year before, I had a pretty rough year. My family and I went through some pretty hard things with some of our extended family. And I was depleted. And Mm. I love connecting and speaking and empowering people. But ultimately, I had to look at it and say, my family just needs to be gathered. We just need to be settled. We just need to be rooted. And I need to stay home more. And I stopped going to so many events last year and I stopped doing speaking engagements because I prepared so much for those and I I just needed to let some of these other things fall away. And I don't regret it one second because the things that I value are the things I was leaning into. Does that make yeah, sense?
0: It absolutely makes sense. Okay. I love that you made that point that what brings joy is living your values. When mm-hmm. you when you know within yourself, even if other people don't know, but when you know that you're not in alignment with your values, the yes. way you're acting, yes. you can't feel happy. And yes. I think that's what, in that email, I didn't want to be the mom that yelled. Those things weren't my values. And I knew, even though other people never saw me yelling, other like in myself, I'm like, I am not happy because I'm not being who I truly want to be. And once you can shift that, whatever your values may be, you're going to feel more happiness.
1: I could not agree more. And what I love about what you did is you figured out like, I want to work or I want to start this or I want to be fulfilled in this. And I am such an extreme believer in a woman maintaining the person she is before she becomes a mother through her motherhood for so, so many reasons. And not every woman before they have children wants to work or needs an, a creative outlet or needs self-care. And those women should not search for that because somebody tells them they need to do it. Mm-hmm. Those women should fall right into motherhood in every way that they feel is important to them and hold all those things that they had before their experiences, their strengths, their things that they're working on, and plow that right through their motherhood and guide their children through that because that's the best they have to offer. That is the Mm. most crucial and important thing for those children that they are raising. Now, people who love their career and take pride in their career, if they fell straight into motherhood and they had to put everything that they had worked for because they felt like, oh, well, now... It's not okay or acceptable for me to work and be a mom. I can't do that. Everybody says, or whoever I'm listening to says that I shouldn't do that. Those people are going to have lived this, these experiences and all these wonderful things that they have to offer, and their children won't, their children that are from them, and I'm not saying born from them, I'm saying from them, they are written on their hearts. Those children don't have the opportunity to get a full extent of their mother. I think you should run marathons if that's what you're into. And I think your kids should be at the finish line. I think yes. you should talk to your kids about your presentations that you're nervous for at work. Because mm-hmm. these are the things that you can give that no one else can give. These are the reasons that your children are yours. And that that's a bit about intention and value. You have to take what the best things that you're given and recognize those. And breathe those right through your womanhood, right through your motherhood, right through your wifehood and not let go of them just because somebody else doesn't need them or doesn't value them.
0: Yes, I do feel like that is the exact shift that I have experienced in the last two and a half years mm-hmm. that has brought me to a much better place now.
1: Well, that kind of moves me to my next point though. And yes. when we're talking about recipes and like what you can add and, and looking at social media and perceptions and assumptions, my second point, my first would be to be intentional. My second point would be to let it go. I get emails like, like one that you wrote that says, you know, how how do you not feel like you need to be a certain thing? How do you walk your own line? Maybe I just hold myself to a lower standard (laughs) or I'm just more forgiving of myself or I just, the truth is I don't expect myself to be perfect. I don't expect myself to be like you, Rach. I don't have the same gifts, the same abilities, the same experiences that would make me be as good as you are at those. But what I do have, what I know about myself is I have a large capacity to love. I Mm. can love anyone and I can love them unconditionally. And I can breathe that strength of mine into everything. Say Mm. you are courageous. You can find that and you can breathe that into your motherhood and your womanhood in every aspect. Say you are a hard worker. You can find that and breathe that in. And you can create confidence within your family and, and a nucleus for them to lean on. There's no mm-hmm. doubt that my children know that no matter what happens with them, they are loved unconditionally. And I think breathing that into them breathes it into myself. I Man. couldn't care less what someone expected of me because I'm doing the very best with what I have and I value what I'm doing. And so it's enough. Yeah. So I think this let it go is you've got to let go of the ex- uh, the comparison, the expectation, the assumption, and you've got to lean into your intention and know that it's never what it looks like. It's never what it looks like on social media. Everybody's kids are fighting <laughs> and give yourself a little more grace with what you've got.
0: Yeah. Well, you're so wise. There's both of these points that really go hand in hand, I feel like have really played out in my life. And I know that they're true. And I just can't wait for them to continue playing out. When you say that you're like, I couldn't care less what people um, expect or, you know, I'm doing, I'm being me. um, Is that something that has come with time? Or did you always feel that way and not struggle with other people's expectations of you?
1: That's a great question. Because if, if I, if I am totally honest, I do hope that You know, everybody wants to be appreciated. Everybody wants to feel loved and accepted. So I have those exact same feelings. So when I say I couldn't care less, I guess what I'm referring to is I was raised by an incredible woman. And she is exactly what I want to be. She was a working mom. And not only was she a working mom, she worked in the steel industry. So my most vivid memories of her being young were And when she got home from work, she smelled like smoke from the steel industry. And she had a white starched shirt on still, jeans and steel toe boots. And she's like five foot two. And (laughs) she never had a lot of friends, but everybody loved her. I think everybody else would say that Molly was their friend, but she didn't need that. I grew up never thinking about what our house looked like. What her clothes looked like. She was never buying herself anything, but yet she was truly one of the most beautiful and stunning women I had ever seen. And other people agreed. So I think to answer your question, I was raised by somebody who, especially in that day and age, she was a a stay at home, working, faithful, church going woman. And she Mm -hmm. never paid any any weight to what somebody else might think of that. Because, mm-hmm. those, because she loved her kids. She was there every chance she got. And she took care of us. And she led by a beautiful example of um, doing what you need to do to get through it. And my dad is incredible too. But my mom, she's the legacy of that. She had confidence in exactly what she was doing. And I never second guessed what she was doing. Not once. Because everything she was doing uh, was valuable. It had value. Yeah.
0: It sounds like she really knew who she was. She was. She, did. she was confident and secure. And I, I feel like that may be that that's a huge part of this. Like, I feel like my mom was the, was the same way. She just always had a strong sense of who she was. And I'm grateful that she modeled that for me. Cause I think it's been easier for me to have a strong sense of who I am because of the example I saw for my mom.
1: Absolutely. And you know, even if my mom didn't have that strong sense, she's the person who is just like, you figure it till you make it, Kelly. You don't feel courageous, you start being courageous until you feel courageous. Mm. You don't, you know, you don't feel grateful. You start being grateful until it comes, you know, comes and fills you up. And so much of who I am comes from my mom. She was like, don't pay attention. Why would you worry about what somebody else thinks of you? You can't control that. You don't even know that. You don't know what they think, and it doesn't matter anyway because they have no idea why you're doing what you're doing. As long as you know and you feel good about it and it aligns with your values and your beliefs, that is really all that matters.
0: Yeah. Very, very wise mother. And she's passed that on to you.
1: (laughs) She was good.
0: And I feel like that definitely ties right into your third takeaway. Do you want to share that with us? It
1: does. And that is, this is my mom's words. She would say, oh, get on with it. Just get on with it. Like quit worrying about it and start moving. And I think when, you know, if my first is intent being, be intentional, my second is to let the rest go with a breath of kindness, blow it away. Then my third is like, okay, now put your pants on and get, get going. Live that big life that you want laugh more, play more, be more grateful, wear red lipstick, whatever it is, go to more girls' nights or get a small job. And, or just live that big life. You know, one, one example of that that I can give you that's like something that I, I would suggest you try if you don't have something like this. Bucket lists are kind of like a, a really great thing. And it's like, what are you going to do before you die or before the summer ends or something like that? But we have something called a live list. And it is similar to a bucket list. But it is more about things you want to fill your life up with. Things you want to be more like experiences you want to have, feelings you want to cultivate in your family. And we do seasonal live lists. And where that idea was born is when I was 18 or 19 years old, my parents would always say to me, like, Kelly, who do you want to be? Like, if you want to have this great big life or marry this great person, what are you going to bring to the table? Like, who are you? Start making those decisions that of ways you want to be and start acting on them. So I wrote a list when I was like 19 years old of 10 things I wanted to fill my life with. Some Mm. of them were like making my grandmother's bread. One of them was going to Africa. Some of them were doing small service things. Um, You know, there was just this list of, of 10 things. And instead of putting a deadline I just hung it on my wall and looked at it every day and started crossing those things off. And once I crossed one off, I added one. I have had a live list for, you know, over 20 years now. I'm 41, so over 20 years. And I have, it is one of the greatest things that I have in my life. It's one of the things that has made me who I am more than anything else and and cemented my beliefs and made me the mother that I am, the wife that I am because I've decided what things are important to me and I'm getting on with it. Mm. You, you can let things affect you. Guilt, shame, ways that you're you feel like you're failing or not living up to expectations and you've got to let those things go With Give yourself grace as you would would your children or your friends or someone else that you love dearly. And then you just need to get on with it. Mm. The the only way you're going to be held back is if you paralyze yourself with those feelings. And the only way you're going to move forward is if you get on with it. And if you're not (laughs) feeling brave or you're not feeling like you can do it, then you need to figure out what adjustments you need to make and start faking it till you make it. If one of your things is to be more fun, define what that is. If that's jumping in the pool with your kids, then next time that happens, you just count down three, two, one, and you jump in the pool. You force yourself to do it. And, and just like we tell our kids, the more you do stuff like that, the easier it becomes.
0: Yeah. And I do feel like it's a little bit of a balance here where It's like this balance between accepting who you are and not trying to be someone else while also pushing yourself a little to be who you want to be.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, so
0: it's like you don't have to be the fun mom that gets in the pool. But if you want to be that, then do it. You know,
1: (laughs) exactly what it is. Like, okay, well then just do it. What's holding you back? You know, that kind of thing. And that comes to the very first point. You have to decide. You have to Mm. be intentional about what you're putting your weight and your value and your energy into. You can't listen to all the noise that's around you. So take a couple minutes and write maybe five things that you you want to be, that you value, that you find um, inspirational or that you want to fill your life up with. And then let go of the rest. Don't try to be everything to everybody. Let go of the guilt. Everybody's going to mess up. I tell my kids all the time, one mistake does not a bad kid make. One hundred mistakes does not a bad kid make. We got to move forward. We got to leave that in the past to be able to get forward. And there's that quote that's like, you can't hold on to um, what's behind you and reach for what's in front of you, or you can't, Mm -hmm. whatever that is, whatever that quote is. It's so true. You can't worry about yelling at your kids today or that they watched five hours of TV. Get down on their level, tell them, I'm so sorry that that happened, and then move on. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're carrying a whole (laughs) bunch of rocks in your backpack, and it's it's painting or... Not hurting anybody but you, if that makes yeah. sense.
0: And I love this. I, I don't think I could have articulated it um, until this conversation. But I think that I have loved following you for this reason. You have this effusive love for everyone and everyone feels accepted and then you also have this bit of tough love that's like okay I understand I you know we're all in this together and then it's like let's do this ladies like let's (laughs) like we're not just gonna stay in this place wallowing I'll wallow with you for a minute and hug you and and then we're gonna we're gonna move on and we're gonna we we have the potential within us to be great at whatever it is that we want to be great at and let's just do it.
1: That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. Dust off your <laughs> knees, ladies. Like, let's get moving. Like, we are plenty, plenty tough enough for this. And don't be so hard on yourself. We're all we're all walking this road and it is bumpy and there are blind curves and all sorts of stuff, but we're all in it together. And, and don't ever think that you're alone in it. And don't ever be so hard on yourself by looking at someone else because she's not a mirror for you. Nobody is a mirror for you. Um... And you shouldn't look the same or act the same or need the same things. You are so powerful and you are all your children need. That I am very, very confident in. Your best is all your children ever need.
0: Hmm. Well, thank you, Kelly. This has been so beautiful. And I know that your words will be an answer to the unsent emails of lots of other moms listening who maybe haven't ever articulated it, but have felt this, the what I was feeling. And so I just really, really appreciate your time. And um, thank you for being on 3 30.
1: Thank you for having me, Rach. I loved it.
0: I love a good pep talk from Kelly Jensen, and I hope that was helpful for any of you who might be feeling like you've kind of lost that love and feeling for motherhood right now. Kelly's three takeaways for rekindling your love of motherhood are, first, be intentional. Think about what you value and what you want for your motherhood. Then write that down, read it often, and recommit to it. Second, let it go. Don't worry about what others think of you. Think about what your unique gifts are and breathe those through your motherhood experience. And third and finally, get on with it. (laughs) Stop thinking about your dreams and get going on them consider making a live list for yourself and with your family and then dust off your knees as kelly says and go for it i am so passionate about this topic because it has truly changed who i am today i am a different person than i was five years ago and it has come from taking steps like kelly described here and just a reminder that if you want to learn some of the best tools that i have used to start loving motherhood as much as i love my children you can get signed up for my new email course at 3 and 30 podcastcom slash learn. I worked so hard on this, and I hope it will bless your life. My friends, you are not alone. No matter how you are currently feeling about yourself or your motherhood, I promise you that it's possible to reclaim your joy. I hope this episode made you feel seen and inspired, and I hope you have a beautiful week with your family.